0: and he's worthy of all the honor and he's worthy of all the praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you on this morning. Lord, we thank you for your presence meeting us here. Lord, we thank you for just another day that you've allowed us to see. Lord, we thank you for health in our bodies. Lord, we thank you for your strength. Lord, we thank you for keeping us in our right minds. Lord, we thank you for another day that you've allowed us to live and given us purpose for this day. For all of those things, Lord, we just want to say thank you. Especially today, Lord, we want to thank you for your sacrifice on the cross, for suffering and dying just for us. Lord, forgiving of yourself so that we might have peace, that we might have hope. Lord, that we might have eternal life with you. Lord, if you don't do anything else for us. Lord, your sacrifice on the cross is enough. And it's enough reason for us to give you the glory. To give you the honor. And to give you the praise. Because, Lord, you are worthy. Hallelujah, Lord, you're worthy. Lord, we're here today because you're worthy. Hallelujah, Lord, we give you the glory because you are worthy. Lord, we honor you in our hearts because you are worthy. Lord, we give you our best praise, Lord, because you are worthy, you are worthy. We serve a worthy God. Lord, touch us today. Someone came in this house, your house, with needs. Somebody came in your house burdened down. Somebody came in your house distressed and perplexed. Somebody came in this house, Lord, with weight on their minds and on their hearts but Lord we know that you're the lifter of our head. Lord you are our peace in the middle of a storm. Lord you are our answer in the middle of all of our problems. Lord whatever it is that we need, Lord you are that right now in the name of Jesus. Lord you said if we ask anything in your name, oh, I wish I had somebody with a need in here. If we ask anything in your name, Lord, you are the supplier of our needs, and my God shall supply all our need according to his riches in glory. And Lord, we declare that need to be met. We declare that broken heart to be repaired. Lord, we declare that shattered relationship to come together. Lord, we declare those finances, Lord, you touch them right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, you touch that heart with anxiety, that heart that is experiencing depression. Lord, you touch it and lift it right now in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is that we came in with, Lord, we decided in our minds that we're going to lay it down at your altar. Lord, we're going to take our hands off of it. We're going to give it to you. Oh, I dare somebody to lift those hands and symbolically give that thing to God right now. Lord, we're giving it to you right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, because you have it, we can give you the glory. Because you have it, we'll give you the honor. Because you have it, Lord, we'll give you the praise. In Jesus' name, come on, put those hands together and give God some praise. Hallelujah. Come on and give God some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. We're certainly grateful to God and glad for each of you who have come to join us on this morning. We praise God that you're here. I'm glad somebody pointed three people and say, "I'm glad to see you this morning. I'm glad to see you this morning. So many of you, I'm grateful and glad. thankful to God for seeing you on um, this morning. Some of you we've missed, we haven't seen. I know we've been doing running the gamut the last few weeks, but we're back in the sanctuary here, and we're grateful to be back here. We're grateful. Amen, that God has allowed us to come, and we're grateful for each of you who've come to share with us on this morning. We pray that we're going to share something that will be a blessing to you this morning. We're coming from Proverbs, the 17th chapter, and we'll be looking at the third verse. Again, that's Proverbs 17 and 3. If you'll follow us there in the word, we're going to share what God has given us to share on this morning. And we'll be reading from the English Standard Version, but that's Proverbs 17 and 3. Does anybody need a word on this morning? I said, does anybody need a word on this morning? Proverbs 17 and 3 shares this simple scripture. The crucible is for silver, and the furnace is for gold, and the Lord tests hearts. I'm going to read that again. The crucible is for silver, and the furnace is for gold, and the Lord tests hearts. Thought on this morning is called melting point. Melting point. What is the point of this trial? What is the point of this storm? What is the point of what I'm going through right now? Somebody might be asking that question on this morning, and you may have asked that question r- relative to something that you've gone through, and you simply ask the question, What is the point? Do I have some honest folks in here who, who will talk to me? Now? What is the point? I, I don't understand what, what, why I'm going through this in this moment at this time, why this trial seems to be compounded on top of another trial. Lord, I'm really asking. What is the point? Why, why am I struggling with this at this season of my life? I, I thought I had gone far enough. I thought we'd been through this already, but now it seems like I'm going back. I wish I had some real people in here. I'm going back to land that I thought I'd already covered. I'm going back to a storm that I thought I'd already come through and I'd already declared the victory. So Lord, I'm really asking, what is the point? What is the point? And, and if you're real in your, in your Christianity and in this walk with God, you've come to a point where you've questioned God and you've asked, Lord, what is the point? I, I don't understand why I'm going through this right now. Don't understand. And people in the Bible have had that same question. They, 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 they wondered in certain points of their lives, now I've gone through so much, but why am I going to have to go through again? Remember Jacob, he, he, Jacob worked seven years uh, so for Rachel. He worked seven long years. And then when it was the point at time where he should get Rachel, you know, he, there was a little trickery. And they, they, they substituted Leah for Rachel. And, and then when he found out when he had married Leah, then he said, well, well how do I get Rachel? He said, I'm going to need you to work seven more years. I imagine Jacob, after working seven long years and being confronted with the thought of working seven more years, probably had the question, what is, what is the point? What is the point of this trial? What is the point of this storm? And I imagine you, you've been in that same situation where you, you come through something and then right after you come through, it seems like another trial is right in your face. And you begin to question and ask God, Lord, now you knew I barely made it through the last trial. And now you're taking me through something else. Lord, I really want to know what is the point. And the answer by scripture, which we'll get to on this morning, says the crucible is for silver and the furnace is for gold. And the Lord, he tests hearts. So what are, we, what are we saying when we're, we're using this point, the using the word point kind of reflexively to, to talk about two things, to talk about a concept or an idea of us trying to find out what is the ultimate end of what we're going through. And also in our subject, we said melting point. And when we talk about melting point, we're describing the certain level, the certain temperature at which metals begin to become liquid. The temperature at which metals begin to liquefy. And that's what the scripture is laying out for us, is that the crucible is for silver and the furnace is for gold because they have two different things that we're using here because there are different melting points. One, gold requires a higher melting point than silver. Other metals that may be lesser than even silver may require lower melting points, the point at which they liquefy. And what is the point of liquefying? We want to liquefy them so that you can mold them into what you desire them to be. And I imagine many of you right now, you have examples of that on your body in terms of, of earrings and necklaces and rings. You have a, a metal that was put under pressure, that was put under heat, and it was melted for the purpose of being able to mold it into what the jeweler desired for it to be. But to get there, it had to reach its melting point. So when I, when I think about that, as it relates to us, before we can even get To our melting point, we have to do what the Bible says. Submit your bodies as a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. The reason I say that is because sometimes you're going through storms that have nothing to do with God molding you into what he wants you to be. Because sometimes we're in unnecessary storms. Why? Because we have not submitted ourselves Mm -hmm. to God. You can can experience trials outside of the potter's house. You can experience trials and heat even when you're not being melted and molded into what God desires you to be. But oftentimes it's because we're going through these trials because we have not yet done the first work of submitting ourselves unto him. Remember, I've told you before and I've shared it and we might have to go back through that again when the Bible says we know that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord to them who are the called according to his purpose. But not everybody is part of the we. My God, Because prior to that, it lays out what you must do to be included in the we. You go back to Romans 8 and it'll tell you that that we have to be a, a, a called. We have to be of those who are following God's will, those who are listening to God's word, those who have submitted ourselves already unto him. My God, my you have God. to submit yourself. Somebody say submit yourself. submit
1: yourself.
0: You have to submit yourself to God yeah. because many of those trials and storms that you might go, may be going through before them are just trying to lead you to God. Trying to lead you to submission. Reminds me of, of the story of Jonah. Jonah, we, we look at that story, but it's a classical example of him going through something that was not related to what God told him, but rather it had to push him back on the right path. My God. Jonah was literally going in the wrong direction. And we, we shouldn't get upset with Jonah because all of us at some point in our lives, were headed in the wrong direction. I, I, I want to see where my real people are this morning. We were going in the opposite direction of what God desired for us, for what God wanted for us. We were going in the opposite direction of God's will. And God, along the way, allowed us to encounter storms that simply got us back on the right track. Yes,
1: right. Yes, we're
0: yes. not being melted yet. We're not being My molded. God. We're just literally getting back to the point of submission, My God. the point where I am submitting myself to God's will that I'm submitting myself to his purpose, that I'm subjecting my own thoughts, my own flesh and my own desires into what God desires and wants for me. Because if we are able to control ourselves, I think the Bible puts it this way. It's better. A man who is able to control himself is better than a man who's able to command armies. A man, better than a man who is able to take great possessions or even the city, because it is so hard for us to subject and submit ourselves to God's will. Sometimes it's easier for you to lead other people, but you can't lead yourself. You can tell other people what to do, but you can't eat. You're not even in control of your own self because you're allowing flesh to command you. You're allowing flesh to control you. You're allowing your desires to control how you act, how you behave, and what you do. And sometimes we externalize things that we have not yet internalized or figured out on the inside. It's easier for me to work on controlling you because I'm having trouble controlling myself. My God,
1: my God, my God.
0: It's easier for me to tell you what to do because I'm having difficulty in my own body and in my own mind telling myself what I should do. My
1: God,
0: my God. Oh, you need me to break it down? Paul says the things I would do, I, 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 I do not. And the things that I would not do, those are the things that I do. But I found it a, a, a rule that I, it's not I, but, but, but what is the problem is I'm allowing my flesh to control what I say. Allowing my flesh to control how I think and how I behave. I'm allowing my flesh to control me and, and, and I'm falling into habits that I, I, I would not do, but because my flesh is in control, I'm doing it anyway. And then I find myself on the other side of looking at myself on the other side of the mirror in regret and frustration because I've continued to do things that I should not do. But I have found that it's not me, but I'm allowing my flesh to take command and control of, my, of me. So I cannot be in, on the path that God wants me to be until with his help, I learn to control myself, my God. to learn that I'm in command of myself. And sometimes we have titles on the outside, but we're subjects on the inside. <laughs> my God. My God. My God. I'm missionary, elder, and bishop, and all these other titles, commander, whatever you want to call yourself. On the outside, but on the inside, I'm subject to my flesh. Yeah. So while it looks like I'm in control on the outside, I'm yet not on, in control on the inside. Reminds me of disciples, when the disciples were out on the ship, and you had to think that these were men who were revered by many, who thought that these men were, were powerful because they were subjects to Jesus, because they traveled with him. But yet when they find themselves out in the lake Gennesareth and they're in the middle of the storm, Jesus, they, had, they feel like the wind and waves are so are tossing so high that they feel like their lives are in jeopardy. They're out on the ship with Jesus on board, and they're scared. Jesus is on board, but yet they are scared. So then they, they decide that, that the only way that we're going to survive this is if we wake Jesus up. So they wake up Jesus and, and, and tell Jesus of, of their situation, the situation that... It's interesting. They're telling Jesus about the situation, but Jesus is in the situation, too. I'm trying to help somebody. Because if you have Jesus on the inside, whatever situation you're in, Jesus is in there. I wish I would talk to him. Jesus is in there with you. I'm not in this by myself because I have Jesus with me. Somebody said I have Jesus with me. I, I, I have him with me I have Jesus in me I have Jesus working through me Because So when I'm in this song, I'm not at it by myself
1: The Lord He is he's with me
0: So why, why, why should I worry? Why, why should I fret? Why, why should I get frustrated? Why should I experience anxiety? Why, 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 why should I get overexcited About what I'm in If I know that Jesus is with me? Something I noticed from the story, though, that Jesus, he gets up and rebukes the wind and the waves, and he says, peace be still. But he, notice what Jesus does, if you think about it. Jesus rebukes the environment on the outside. But after he rebukes the environment on the outside, sometimes we stop preaching. We need to keep on preaching. He, he, he rebukes the environment, the wind, the waves on the outside, but guess what he also does? He rebu- then he turns around and rebukes the disciples on the inside. He, he said, "Oh, you have a little faith. Why, why, why did you worry? Why did you doubt? I'm right here with you." And sometimes we focus so much on the environment, on the outside, that we fail to rebuke our flesh that's causing us to fear. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. We fail to rebuke what's going on on the inside.
1: Bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah.
0: So I find it interesting to to think and conceptualize that that the storm that the disciples were facing, that even though Jesus was in it, Jesus was not experiencing the storm on the same level that the disciples were. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wish I had help here. (laughs) That means sometimes you can be standing in the same place, you can be situated in the same position, but your level of concern and worry might be different than somebody else's because you got something operating on the inside. They're laying everybody off my on this God, shift. My God, my God. Uh, but my level of worry and concern is not the same level as the person standing beside oh, you because my God shall supply my all God. my needs. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 it is a situation, it is a bump, it is a bump in the road. Yes, it's not something that I was hoping for when I woke up this morning, but we're not experiencing this on the same level because I got something in me that lets me know that everything, somebody say everything. Our dad would say every, every, everything is going to be all right. Because there is something working in me. Yeah, I that is causing me to experience this on a different level than the person standing beside me. So even though Jesus was in the storm, at this, inside he was not experiencing the storm. <laughs> because you can allow, you can be in something, but it don't have to be in you. I'm going to shout by myself. The boat can float in water. As long as the water is not inside. Just because you're on the water doesn't mean you have to let the water get in you. So so the storm is on the outside. But I'm not allowing myself to experience the storm. Uh, on the inside. So even though Jesus was in the storm with the disciples, they weren't experiencing the same thing on the inside because when you have something working on the inside, the the All Saints used to sing a song, they they told me there's something on the inside. Inside. And it's working on the outside. So the outside doesn't quite look and match up with what God told me is gonna happen, but I'm not gonna allow what's happening on the outside to impact me on the inside because it works in the opposite direction. It's not something on the outside that's working on the inside, no, baby, but there's something on the inside of me that starts operating and working on the outside because is he that is in me?
1: Great.
0: Greater. What's in me?
1: Oh it's greater God, my
0: God. Than, than, than in the world. So, so what is in me has the power to transform what I'm seeing on the outside. Yes Lord. yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. It's what's in me. That transforms what's on the outside. And I might not look like much. Jesus, <laughs> hallelujah. I might not look as powerful as I ought to. I might not come in the image of what you are expecting. I might not be muscular. I might not be toned. I might not be tall. I might not be slim. I might not be good looking. But but what I came to tell you that there's something on the inside. In fact, Isaiah said that of Jesus. He said he has nothing comely. To, there's nothing comely about him. There's nothing in his appearance that attracts you to him. However, there's something working on the inside of him. Yes, Lord. Yes, they said David. David was ready and short, but 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 God had something that was working on the inside, and the oil didn't flow until David walked into the room because it wasn't what was on the outside, but David had something working on the inside. Sometimes the greatest power, the greatest thing that can happen to you is being underestimated. You don't have to tell everybody what you got. I wish I would talk to me here. The we'll point is somebody and say, you don't have to tell everybody. You don't have to tell everybody what you got. We're operating in this world of social media, where it seems like it's the point—the point of social media—is to tell everybody what you have, to show everybody how fabulous your life is, to show them all your possessions and everything you do and everything you've got and everything that you—everybody you're working with and all of your relationships and all of your status. Baby, you don't have to tell everybody anything. Because me not advertising what I have doesn't make it any less powerful. Let me say that again. Me not advertising what I have does not make it any less powerful.
1: My God, that's good. Hallelujah. It make it any less powerful? Oh my God!
0: You need me to break it down to marketing, okay? When's the last time you saw a Bentley commercial?
1: <laughs>
0: the last time you saw a Bentley commercial. My
1: God.
0: They don't make Bentley commercials because I heard somebody say the people that watch commercials aren't the people they advertise for. They don't have the people who get their vehicles. They don't have to advertise what they have, but go ahead and call them. I'll let you know that they think it's valuable. Give them a call and ask them what their lowest-end model costs. Yeah. It's going to be expensive but they don't have to advertise it because they know how valuable what they have is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to advertise your power. You don't have to advertise your value when you're comfortable with it.
1: My God, my God.
0: So, 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 so what is the converse of that? That means that those people who have to advertise mm. must not be comfortable uh, with what they have. Yeah, yeah. They feel the need to prove oh, to other people God. The value of what they have, because they're not comfortable
1: with it themselves.
0: Y'all ain't gonna help me
1: in here. Mm. Mm.
0: I love my wife, and on on social media I'll post her birthdays and everything. Mm. But I don't have to post. I don't have to post pictures of my wife and tell how fine she is. Right, right, right,
1: right.
0: I don't have to do that. She's fine. I know she's fine. She knows she's fine. I don't have to do a photo shoot and say, hey, somebody get like how fine my wife is. I don't have to do that. Oh my God, that's good. That's I wish you were here with you. That's good. Because I already know. Yeah. Y'all ain't going to help me. Yeah. When you're comfortable with what you have and the value of what you have,
1: you don't have to keep advertising.
0: I don't need you, I don't need a picture of her to get a thousand likes to know yeah. she's fine. Yeah. Yeah. She's finer than the thousand likes she gets All anyway. Right. <laughs> don't have to advertise it because I already know it's
1: fine. Oh, Just, yeah.
0: So when you're comfortable with yourself, and I tell you, the mo- the people that you have the most trouble with in your life right now are the people who are not comfortable with themselves. Yeah. People that are evil and ornery and mad all the time. Yeah, yeah. You, you like, it's like you get up, you're like, now you can't wake up on the wrong side of the bed every morning, can't okay? you? <laughs> Just the odds say, come on now. <clears throat> that math is not math, the ratio says, that more than likely you're going to wake up on the right side at some point. <laughs> so cool. But, but, but it's the problem is they're not comfortable with themselves on the inside. Yeah. It's because they are not in control of what's happening. Mm-hmm. You can't get to the melting point until you first submit yourself my God, to God. My God, my God. You have to give yourself to God. Point at somebody and say, give yourself to God. Give yourself now, 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 when it talks about that the crucible is for silver and, and, and the furnace is for gold, it's saying that even after you submit yourself, mm-hmm. baby, you're going to have to go through fires. If you're not in the fire, the fire is coming. Yeah. Oh point your name God. and say, the fire, the fire is coming. The fire. Oh, my God. It's, my God. My God. It's, it's coming. It's coming. Oh, my God. But, but I need you to get to a point and place in your life, and this is where you really mature as Christians, is when you begin to invite the fire. Mm. The reason that you need to invite the trial, invite the storm, invite the fire. Jesus is because whatever fire that God sends in my direction mm. is gonna make me better. My God, my God, my God. It's gonna make me closer to the image of what he desires me to be. My God, my God. Even, even, even on the small level, many of you yes, wear glasses, Jesus. if you have those plastic frames, you know what the first thing they do to adjust your frames, they heat them up. They heat up those frames so that they're more pliable, so that they can work on them, so they can mold them back into the shape that they need to be. Even your real frames are going to go through the fire. And just like your frames, we all have to go through the fire so God can melt and mold us into what he desires us to be. So if I'm experiencing the fire, God is working on something. He's working on something. He's working on something. And the reason some people don't submit themselves is because they think they already that. Oh I'm all that, I'm all this, and I don't need any help. I do not need to be refined. Oh my God. And I often say this, until that fiery chariot and that whirlwind mm. appear at your front door, oh my God. ready to take you to heaven, oh my God. until that happens, that means God's still working on something. Yeah. Uh, I don't care how many titles you have. I don't care how you might have a robe, a rope, and a crown. I don't care what you got, baby. I don't care what you wear, and I don't care what your title is. Until that fiery chariot gets to take you away, God is working on something.
1: He's working on something.
0: Somebody point at somebody, let's be honest, and say, God's working on me. I'm not there yet. I'm not, I'm not there yet. Be patient with me. God's not through with me. God's yet working on something. So when I experience the fire, God's simply making me better. He's making me better. He's making me better. That means that there is something in my life that he's trying to refine. He's making me better. You know what? I don't want him to stop putting me through the fire my because God. I certainly don't want him to give up on me. Oh, my God, my God, my God. <laughs> oh, if the fire is not coming, that either means God's finished or that means that he's, he's, he's finished in two ways. He's either finished because you're ready or he's finished because he's given up. Oh, my God. I don't want God to give up on me. I, don't want to, I, I want him to continue to put me in the fire until he molds me Jesus. into what he desires oh me to be. Yes. Amen.
1: Amen. Now, yes.
0: this is what people don't get, and I need you to understand it. And, and, and I, need you to, I need you to adopt this into your spirit bright temple. It's something that God keeps bringing to me, oh and I keep preaching, and, I, and God keeps bringing it back because I, I, I really desire for you to get it in your spirit because it relates to how you value yourself and it also relates to how important you are to God. When you mold, when you even mold the glasses, they don't put any more material on the frames. They just heat it up. When you're melting or or molding the silver, when you're refining the silver, you're not adding anything to it. You're just heating it up. When you put the gold in the furnace, to refine it, to remove the impurities. You're not adding anything to it, you're just heating it up. So that means that valuable thing that you desire from God, He's already put it in you. Oh my God, my God. It's already in you. It didn't, Paul didn't tell Timothy, wait until God gives you the gift. He said, stir up the gift that is already oh, my God. So, Lord, you're telling me when I wasn't doing right oh, and I was in the middle of my sin, oh, you had already poured value.
1: Oh, my
0: God, my in me. God, my God. When I was sinking deep in sin and I was far from the blissful shore, you had already poured oh,
1: my God. value already. My God. in me.
0: Before, before I even came to the altar and, and lay and, and sat got on my knees and cried, Lord, will you Jesus save me? God, you my had God, already my God, my God. poured value
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. In, me. in me.
0: You already put something valuable mm, my God. in me. My God, I was already valuable. Somebody say I was already valuable. Oh, oh, is, I, yes, I, I was already valuable. I, I wasn't on the right path, yeah. but I was valuable. I, I wasn't going in the right direction, yeah, but I yeah, was already valuable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't getting the most out of what he put in me, but I was already yes, valuable. Oh, yes,
1: Lord. Already. Already My uh, God.
0: <laughs> you know when they say they redeem something? Duh. When you redeem it, the value, the, the, the essence of what it is is already there. When you know who used to redeem aluminum cans, uh-huh. they redeemed it, yeah. but the value was already in there. They're just redeeming it and paying and purchasing yeah. it for the value that was already there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So when Christ, he, he, he redeems us, he's helping us the fire to burn off the impurities Ooh, of something wonderful. that is valuable yes. that he has already placed yes. in yes. us. Yes. I, wish, I wish you would get that. And, and I need somebody who's not on the right path to get it. Yes, somebody who hasn't accepted Christ somebody who thinks your life is beyond repair, I want you to understand that God wants to redeem the valuable thing that he has already. I you get that. It's already placed in you. He doesn't burn the material and then add gold. It's already gold, baby. He, I I he, he doesn't start the fire and then add the silver. It's already silver. But there is material in it that oh needs God. to be burned yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. valuable can, value can be saved. Yeah. Yeah. He's even making it more valuable oh my God. My God. by burning it off. Oh the God. ore and all of those things and removing it from yes. the things that, that, that are encumbering it. Yes, Lord. And see, that's our problem, that even after we come to God, sometimes we take on sin oh and that pollutes. God. Those are contaminants. Oh my that get inside the pot that yet have to be burned off. And the more we contaminate ourselves, the more fire we have to subject my God, ourselves to. My God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we have to burn off those things that contaminate the value that God has already poured yeah, in us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when, when the heat comes, it comes to make us better. It comes to burn off the contaminants that have we have allowed to come into our life. Yeah.
1: God, my
0: God. that impact our purity, my
1: God.
0: that impact what God is trying to do in us. Oh my God. And when we allow, and we, somebody say invite the fire. My when fire. we invite the fire, mm-hmm. then we're in a mental place mm-hmm. where we understand that the things that I go through have meaning. Yes. Things that I'm going through, my God. they have purpose. I'm not just going through this thing. Remember, we asked the question, what is the point? Well, what is the point? Well, the thing that I'm going through is making me more valuable and making me more malleable in God's hands. That God, because I, that means when I'm more malleable, that means I'm more obedient. <laughs> I listen to what God says, and he doesn't have to say it over and over and over and over again because I've reached a point where I'm malleable in the hands of God so he can shape me into what he desires. But he's shaping something that he's already poured value I'm valuable. Even when I was in the world, I was yet valuable. I just wasn't on the right track. And even when I come to God and, and he puts me on the right path and I sin because we make mistakes, Quiet, right through there. Your last sin wasn't before you got saved the first time. Come on in here with me. We made mistakes since then. But, but I learned through my mistakes and I learned through my trials that I then invite God's fire so that He can continue to mold me and shape me into what He desires me to be. So I invite the fire. I invite the heat. And sometimes it takes more heat, get this, for metals that are more valuable. Oh my God! I my told God. you the, the, to mold the gold and to, for gold to reach its melting point, it has to get hotter Hot than, than silver. Oh, my God. So some of you are wondering, why, why am I going through so much heat? It, it, the heat relates to your value. Mm. Mm. <laughs> The heat is in a directly proportional relationship with your value. I'm inviting more heat because I have so much value. God is trying to refine that which he has already put in me. So, so when I understand that I invite the fire, I invite the heat, I'm doing this for God's purpose so that he can, I can reach my melting point so I can become more malleable in his hands so that I can burn off also the excess, the, 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 the oil, those things that contaminate my value when I begin to understand that, then it's easier for me to continue to submit myself to God, which is your reasonable service. <laughs> That means I'm continuously that's submitting true. myself. Why? Because I know that I'm not there yet. My God, my God. Oh, that's And, and, and that's the, the problem that, that, that contaminates our availability is we get to a certain level and we think we've arrived. Oh my God, my God. I've gotten here, mm. so I don't have to be as available. Mm, I don't have to be as submissive. I don't have to listen as much. Oh I don't have to pray as much. I don't have to fast as much. Oh I don't have to consecrate as much so because I've reached a certain level and there are certain things that I used to do that I don't have to do anymore. My God, my God, my God. And as Christians, if we're honest with ourselves, we reach that level. Mm. I, I used to have to have a thirst for God's word. I used to have to research and read the Bible. I used to have to pray all of the time, but I don't have to do that anymore because I've reached a certain point. And if we listen to ourselves, we become and sound a little less like the publican. And we start sounding yeah. like the Pharisee. Yeah. 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 Remember the Pharisee and the yeah. publican went to pray. Yeah. And the Pharisee said, I, I, Lord, I'm glad I'm not like just these common folks. I pay my tithes. I, I pray three times a day. I'm not like them. But the publican had his head down. He said, Lord, I know I'm not worthy. But if you can just look on me
1: a sinner.
0: Look on me as a sinner. And when you really get it, (laughs) when you really get it, no matter how long you've been saved, that's still how you pray. (laughs) No, no matter how long you've been in it, that's how you you approach God. That's how you pray. That's how you go. I'm living for the throne of grace. When you really get it, you understand that I never pray like the Pharisee. Yes. But if I've been saved for 30 years, I yes. still pray like the public. Yes. And Lord, yes. look yes. on me. Yes. Oh, my
1: God. Yes, Asana. yes, yes, yes. Look on me. Yes. yes.
0: Look on me. In fact, you're saying, Lord, bring on the fire. Oh, my God. Because I know I'm not there yet. Mm, Lord, keep subjecting me to the fire. Because all you're doing is trying to make me better. And as long as I'm in the fire, I'm still getting better. (laughs) As long as somebody says, as long as you're in the fire, God's God's making you better.
1: God's making
0: you better. God's making you God, I say, say, God's making me
1: better. God
0: is making me better. Lord, thank you for the fire. Lord, thank you for the crucible. Lord, thank you for the furnace. Lord, thank you for the oven. Lord, thank you for the, oven, you for the fire that I'm going through because all of this is making me Jesus
1: Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes. It's making me
0: It's making me better. The more I'm struggling with, the more Jesus. I'm going through. It's making me better. It's just like the man who's working out. And at a certain point, you, you hit the weights, and you get used to a certain weight. And if you have a partner, you put it up there, back up, and you say, put a little more weight on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then you bring it down. It's a little bit harder but you're still making it. And while you're making it through, you put it back on the rack. And you say, put a little weight, more weight on it. And while I I can't do this as easily as I was doing it before, I understand that because I have more weight on it, I'm getting, I'm getting better. Uh, And before you know it, what, what is a struggle for me right now I'll be able to pump it like I was before because I'm getting. Oh my God. Yes, Oh my God. So it used to be somebody would lie on me, brother. And I'd crumble and cry. And I'd go home. And, I'd, and I ain't coming back to church. And I ain't fooling with those folks no more. But 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 Lord, put a little more weight on me. And things I used to struggle with. Oh wish... I walked in the room and they were talking and then they started whispering and looking at me out the side of my eye, side of their eye. And I I used to go home and crumble in my spirit and cry in my closet. And I I used to just eat to make myself feel better. But the things I used to struggle with. don't struggle with those things anymore because God is making me The Bible said they that wait on the Lord (laughs) shall renew their strength. They will, will matter with wings is eagles. I got to fly over some stuff because I'm not ready to deal with it yet. Then it said, I'll run. I can run and I'll be weary. I got to run because I'm running away from some things that are going on in my life. But then it said, they shall walk and not faint. Because the stuff that used to bother me, I don't have to fly over it anymore. The stuff that used to make me cry cry myself to sleep, I don't allow that to bother me anymore. I had to fly over it for a while. I had to run away from it for a while. But now I can walk through it because I listened to Psalm 23. And David said, yea, though I walk, I don't have to fly. I don't have to run. But yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not fearing those that lie on me. I'm not fearing those who talk about me. I'm not fearing those who dig ditches for me. Because goodness and mercy uh, Will follow me uh, All the days of my life uh, And I realize now uh, There are some things uh, God sheltered me from That the devil was throwing my way uh, And I used to have to fly over them Sometimes I got scared uh, Of what the devil was doing to me uh, And I started running uh, But then I read another word uh, That said if you resist the devil uh, He'll Flee from me from you. I don't have to run from the devil anymore because if I resist him, he has to run from me because I've been through the fire, I've been through the flood, and I came on the other side. And I know
1: I, I shall come forth as you go. Somebody say it with.
0: give God some praise in this house come on and give him some praise the thing that we have to fight the most in the fire is that while we're in the fire sometimes it seems like we see other people coming out (laughs) I need to see where my real people are still in the fire, oh my God, my God, but they, my they God. don't seem to be in the fire. Yeah. Oh my God, my they don't God. seem to be struggling with what I'm struggling with. They don't seem to be going through name, what I'm going through. Glory be God. But I, I, what I really need to get you to understand is that God's leaving me in the fire long enough to make me into what he wants me to be. What he wants me to be. Yes, Lord. And what he's making me into may require me to stay in the fire just a little bit longer. I told you silver and gold have different melting points. That means the silver can come out of the fire first. But the gold has to stay in there a little bit longer. They have to throw a few more logs on the fire to heat it up because to get it to where it needs to be, it has to get hotter, it has to stay in longer. And God is just simply purifying me so that he can maximize my
1: in the fire yes, Lord. Yes.
0: so that when yes. I do come out yes, yes, I'm ready yes, yes. Oh, somebody say God, God wants you to be ready God, wants God, God be is ready. not going to pull you out oh my God. <laughs> no. yeah, yeah. God's not going to pull you out ready. before you're ready. ready and you know what since God's not making the same thing what God's oh, making name, brother Chuck and what God's making oh, me yeah. is not the same thing not the same thing. So when you cook something in the oven, certain things require higher temperatures. And some things have to stay in there longer. Yeah, y'all ain't going to help me in here. So, so, So while I might be able to come out quickly at a lower temperature, Brother Chuck might have to stay in a little bit longer and they may have to turn the temperature up because he's not making the same Y'all. He's not making the same thing. Just point at somebody and tell them I'm still in the fire. Because my instructions are different. My, my, my instructions. My instructions were different. When, when you're trying to melt cheese on the macaroni, you don't leave it in the oven as long as you leave the unbaked cake. The cake is going to take a little bit longer, and it's going to have to be subject to a little bit more fire. God is making you into what he wants you to be, and he's making me into what he wants me to be. So while they might take the macaroni and cheese out first, and they might take the pie out first, they might have to leave the cake in a little longer, They might have to leave the roast in a little longer. The turkey is going to have to stay in there a little bit longer. I'm not trying to make you hungry. I just want you to understand God's not making the same thing. I'm not making the same thing. I'm not making the same thing. So I'm not going to try and be a turkey that comes out with the macaroni because I'm not going to be finished. He's not through with me yet, he's not finished. I have to go in for a little bit longer. And so you know when you get confused, you might have the macaroni on one rack and the turkey on a different rack, and you open the door and the turkey thinks it's time to come out. And then it sees you take out the macaroni and the turkey say, hold on, wait about, what about me? But then they close the door and they turn the heat up Because God's not making the same thing. God's making you into what He wants you to be. He's not making you into what your daddy was, or what your mama was, or what your sister is, or what your grandma was. He's making you into what He desires you to be. So please be patient with me. I'm not macaroni. Please be patient with me. I'm not taco shells. (laughs) Come on, in here with me now. Please be patient with me. God is making me and refining me into what he desires me to be. If you believe that, come and put those hands together again and give God some praise. Hallelujah. For those who've been watching us online, we praise God for you. And we pray that you continue to live by faith and trust God. He's still making you into what He desires you to be God bless
1: you. I hope and pray that each of you are touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Giveify. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the 4 line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.